It's Saturday, August 18th, and this is Simple Tech News. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, James Thomas, and this is Simple Tech News. This week is all about Samsung. We're going to cover the Samsung Unpacked 2018 event and talk about the three devices I think most people will be interested in, the Galaxy Note 9, the Galaxy Watch, and the new Galaxy Home. Make sure to follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Simple Tech News so you can let us know your thoughts on everything we cover today. Just use the hashtag Simple Tech News, or if you're listening via the Anchor app, send us a message. We would love to hear from you. So with that said, let's start with the Galaxy Watch. The new Galaxy Watch looks great, has improved battery life, and comes in two sizes. And it's really your best bet for a smartwatch in 2018 so far, if you're an Android user, that is. But before we get to my opinion, let's talk specs. You're looking at a 1.3 inch display on the 46 millimeter option, or a 1.2 inch display on the 42 millimeter option. Both displays are super analog touch panels and come with Corning DX Plus glass. We have water resistance, dust resistance, and either a 472 milliamp hour battery on the 46 millimeter option or a 270 milliamp hour battery on the 42 millimeter option. Both sizes run Tizen OS 4.0, so no Android Wear or Wear OS here. You have an Exynos 9110 dual core processor and a bevy of sensors, heart rate monitor, ambient light sensor, accelerometer, gyroscope, and barometer. Now the LTE version has a larger 1.15 gigs of RAM, while the Bluetooth version comes with 768 megabytes of RAM. However, both versions come with four gigs of storage. The Galaxy Watch is compatible with Android phones as long as they're running Android 5.0 or later, and actually work with iOS devices as well that have been upgraded to iOS 9, starting with the iPhone 5 and later. Now, don't expect to reply to iMessages on your wrist, due to, well, Apple, but it's still nice that you can go and have the watch work with either OS. Battery life should be much improved here as Samsung is touting multiple days of usage on a single charge, which would be great. If those claims hold up, we'll, we'll have to see about that. As for the overall design, it's very stylish. It's got a smaller bezel and the case looks to be slimmer. There are buttons on the side, and you can also rotate the watch bezel to navigate the operating system, which, in my opinion, is still the best way to navigate on a smartwatch. You don't have to struggle with hitting small touch targets or scrolling like a madman, getting your screen all covered in fingerprints. It's elegant and just works. And, well, I think most smartwatch, all smartwatches, should take note and adopt a similar style. Overall, the watch just looks well like a real watch it doesn't scream smartwatch and for me that's a good thing this means you're likely to wear it more often and that makes the benefits of a smartwatch that much more useful as for price the galaxy watch will be available in the u.s on august 24th and the galaxy watch bluetooth version 42 millimeters is going to cost you 329.99 while the 46 millimeter option will cost you 349.99 pricing isn't available for the lte version However, it will be available through the four major carriers in the US, AT&T, Verizon, Sprint, and T-Mobile. In Korea, the watch launches on August 31st, and additional markets should receive the watch around September 14th. Lastly, anyone who pre-orders the Bluetooth model through Samsung.com 
before September 8th will receive a free watch band, which is a great value. But what are my thoughts? Well, if you currently own a Samsung smartwatch, say the Gear S3 or the Sport, there's really no need to upgrade unless you just like the improved design and really want the latest tech. If you don't own a smartwatch, you have to ask yourself, why do you need one? And that's my main point with smartwatches in general, at least in 2018, there's, there's no need to have these devices at this point. Running themes with smartwatches really are, well, health and fitness tracking, notifications on your wrists, and it's a status symbol. And in my opinion, smartwatches are kind of like tablets in 2018, in that they're not necessary to have, but if you have some money to blow, why not? <laughs> my recommendation for Android users, wait until October if you can, see if Google releases a Pixel Watch and then make your decision from there. Smartwatches are like three, 400 bucks. It's not really a necessity. So you might as well make your decision when you have all the options in front of you. For me, the Galaxy Watch didn't provide a reason for me to buy my first smartwatch. Maybe the Pixel Watch will, but either way, I'll gladly just wait and see, hold on to my 350 bucks in the meantime, and we'll, like I said, we'll see maybe come around Christmas if I buy one. Moving on to the Galaxy Home, the smart speaker market is booming, and of course, Samsung is throwing their hat into the ring. Samsung is hoping to compete head-to-head -head with the Amazon Echo line, the Google Home line, the Apple HomePod, with its promises of high-quality audio, smart home integration, and a helpful digital assistant. Not too many details were announced, but let's cover what was. The Galaxy Home contains six speakers and a subwoofer for surround sound, complete with tuning from AKG and Harman, which, to be fair, are two Samsung-owned companies, so take that with a grain of salt. There are also eight microphones to help pick up your voice, and according to Samsung, Galaxy Home is the only AI speaker that intuitively moves a wave of sound directly towards you when you ask it to. There's also a built-in SmartThings hub, which allows you to automatically sync and control your smart home devices. And overall, the design, it's sleek, it's modern. The, the shape, well, to me, it looks kind of like a goblet or a red wine glass with three small stainless steel legs. The size is, it's kind of hard to tell, but it looks pretty big based on the pictures on samsung.com. So it may be hard to hide or fit in with the rest of your home decor. However, it looks well built and comes wrapped in a nice black fabric material. Uh, I prefer kind of to hide my smart speakers, kind of like the Google Home Mini or the Echo Dot. So this will be a tough one for me. But back to performance though, they didn't really have any hands-on demos available, so sound quality is still to be judged. But there was an interesting partnership announced with Spotify that Spotify users and music lovers, I think, will love. The partnership is said to span all of Samsung's devices, including phones, TVs, and speakers. Spotify is now a part of the setup process, and Spotify and Samsung accounts will eventually be able to be linked for smart home integration with Samsung's SmartThings app. Spotify will also become the default music option for Bixby. All in all, the Google Home is, well, another smart speaker, but one I feel that will have a tough time gaining ground, mainly to the smart assistant Bixby. Bixby is miles behind Alexa, Google Assistant, and even Siri, which is saying something. Half the benefits of a smart speaker is, of course, the smart features, 
And while it should have fantastic integration with Samsung's SmartThings line of products, I wonder how Bixby will help or more likely hurt the user experience. Once the device releases later this year, likely, I look forward to testing it out and see how it stacks up. But for now, I think I'm probably gonna hold on to my Google Home Mini. And finally, the marquee announcement for the unpacked event, the Galaxy Note 9. The Note 9 is what all notes have been. A big screen, powerful, long lasting, and comes with a built-in stylus that adds some useful features and some that will likely be forgotten. The design of the Note 9 is what you expect. It's very similar to the S9 line. So you're looking at sleek metal rails, curved screen up front, curved glass around back, a fingerprint sensor that's in a reachable yet slightly too high position, and overall, the device looks and feels very premium, which is good because the price tag is very, very premium. But more on that later, let's talk specs. So with the Galaxy Note 9, you're looking at an octa-core Snapdragon 845 chip here in the US, six or eight gigs of RAM, and a massive 128 gigs or 512 gigs of storage. Yes, half a terabyte built in in a phone. Oh, and there's micro SD card support for up to another 512 gigs. So you could have a terabyte of storage in your pocket, in your phone. That's insane. There's a 6.4 inch Super AMOLED display with a resolution of 2960 by 1440 at the 18 by nine aspect ratio. There are two rear cameras around back. The first is a 12 megapixel wide angle lens. And the second is a 12 megapixel telephoto lens with a dual aperture. So you, you can switch from 2.4 to f 1.5 and both have built in image stabilization. There's an eight megapixel camera around front with an f 1.7 lens. And the operating system is unfortunately Android 8.0 Oreo. There is a massive, massive 4,000 milliamp hour battery, however, USB-C quick charging and wireless charging, fingerprint sensor, waterproofing IP68, uh, NFC of course, and yes, still, there is a headphone jack. So powerful device, great specs, but what's the selling point? Well, for the Note line, it's always been the S Pen. And this year, the S Pen has gained a lot more functionality. By adding a Bluetooth low energy module, and a supercapacitor to provide power, the S Pen is now pretty much a remote control. Use it to launch apps like the camera, where you can switch from the front to rear camera and even take a picture. You can control a PowerPoint or navigate through pages in Chrome. And Samsung has made the SDK available to developers, so you can expect to see more S Pen features coming to your favorite apps in the future. And along the same lines of productivity, Samsung Dex Mode is now easier than ever to use. So instead of a dedicated dock, you can now just plug the Note 9 into a monitor using a USB-C to HDMI adapter or cable, or a USB-C cable provided that your monitor has a USB-C input. Personally, I love the idea of turning your phone into a more traditional computer. And while Dex isn't perfect and still has some annoying quirks that make it, well, less than ideal to use, it's nice to see Dex mode advancing, and I'm excited to see where this will be in a few years. All right, so now let's talk price. I mentioned it was high, and yes, it, it definitely is. The 128 gig variant is going to cost you $999.99, and the massive 512 gig version is coming in at a staggering $1,249.99. Now I'm not in the market for a $1,000 plus phone, 
that's just not me but the note 9 is definitely one of the best smartphones of 2018 and well the market has decided that one thousand dollar phones are a thing so yeah what are my thoughts on the note 9 again it's powerful it has a great camera that's probably only rivaled by the pixel line and the p20 pro from huawei there's a massive 4000 million power battery and a gorgeous best in class screen as always it's a great phone but i'm probably not going to buy one i prefer google assistant over bixby like most people do and samsung's ui was just never my thing it was never my style sure you can add a third party launcher like nova launcher but in my experience this usually just slowed things down just a touch and i value updates a lot so i want the latest that android has to offer from a software perspective and samsung isn't really known for timely updates i mean i got android 9 pie on my pixel 2 the day it launched going from that to a phone that ships with android 8 and isn't guaranteed to get android 9 in 2018 that's a tough sell for me even if i really enjoyed the s pen all the way back when i had the note 3 i enjoy a clean version of android better and the kicker for me really here is the price i just refuse to pay a thousand dollars for a phone if the Pixel 3 costs $1,000, I, I won't be upgrading. I'll keep my Pixel 2. And when I do upgrade, I'll probably be looking at options from like OnePlus or LG or others to find a suitable replacement for a reasonable price. Don't get me wrong. If you love the Note line, the Note 9 is great. It'll be great for you. It's a beast. It's just not my cup of tea. Honorable mentions from weeks past, Logitech is buying blue microphones. The Roku channel is now available for free on the web. The Magic Leap 1 mixed reality headset is now available for $2,295. The Red Hydrogen 1 phone has unfortunately been delayed till later this year. And Apple is now a $1 trillion company. For more info on those stories, we have links posted in the podcast description. You can also head over to our Twitter page or just search Twitter for hashtag STN Honorable Mentions you'll find out more information there. But that's it. That's it for this episode of Simple Tech News. It was all Samsung today, Note 9, Galaxy Watch, Galaxy Home. There are definitely some happy Samsung fans out there with everything that was announced. But I want to know, what do you think of the Galaxy Note 9? Would you pay $1,000 or over $1,000 for a phone? Are you considering picking up the Galaxy Watch or Galaxy Home? Tweet at us. Hit us up on Instagram. Message us right here on Anchor. I'm really interested to hear your thoughts and opinions on all that Samsung announced. Thank you for listening and supporting the podcast. As always, make sure to favorite the podcast on Anchor or subscribe wherever you listen to podcasts so you don't miss a single episode. And if you're listening via Apple Podcast, please leave us an honest review. If you enjoyed the show, a positive review really helps with the podcast's overall discoverability. Any help you can give us is greatly appreciated. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Once again, I'm James Thomas. This is Simple Tech News. Have a great weekend, and we'll catch you all in the next episode. Take care.